Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Recovery. The podcast has changed its name basically because I don't think you can operate in a state of crisis for over a year and recovery really feels like where people are at at the moment. So I'm your host, Ira Bass, a built environment marketing consultant and founder of Abbas Marketing. And today it's Thursday, the 22nd of April. And my guest is the rather lovely Rebecca Snow, who is the communications director at West London based architectural firm Stiff and Trevilian. In our discussion, we talk about their work as a practice and how they fared in the past year which is pretty well, how they tackle digital marketing and social media and why being a responsible business is a key part of who they are as a practice. If you're a regular listener to the show, make sure you subscribe so you never, ever miss out on an episode. And really, also, if you can help us to spread the word, it's really, really helpful. So now let's get on with listening to the interview today with Rebecca. Enjoy. Hi, Rebecca. Um, thank you so much for coming onto the show. Could you give me a brief intro to you and your role at Stiff and Trevelyan, please? Okay. Hi. Uh, well, thank you so much for asking me. Um, well, I can say is all the good people must have gone by now after a year <laughs> of lockdown. So uh, I'm scraping the barrel with me, but um, thank you. Um, so I work for Stiff and Trevelyan Architects and I've been there for quite a long time actually it's the longest job I've ever had which I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign um my background is is PR um uh, I started off in a marketing consultancy and then moved more into a PR role I've worked in agencies in-house and um in government communications I was a civil servant for about five years running national campaigns um and it's different really and I sort of stumbled into the role really um I was sort of in, ha- had my children and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. I was doing bits of freelance um, and I kind of went to help out there just two days a week and got my feet under the table and never left, really. Um, but my <laughs> roles developed. I've recently been made a comms director, which was really nice. And I, I hope that will be a good incentive to others because I've always worked part time since I've had children. Um, and it shows that you can do a good job and not be in the office every second of the day. Um, and I hope also this last year would have proved that case as well. Um, and, uh, you know, we look at strategy, but I also work with very closely with my fellow directors, um, looking after our in- team internally as well. So I do a lot of internal comms as well as outward facing work. I do have one question. So what's the size of the practice and kind of what kind of sectors and things do you normally kind of work in and, and how does that work? Right. We are 60 people now and the practice has actually bizarrely grown in the last year. Um, We mainly do commercial work, a lot of office work, and we've done refurbishments now for quite a few years. Um, So, you know, that's something we're really keen on. Um, You know, the best, the the greenest building is the one that already exists. I believe the strap line is. So um, we do a lot of that sort of work. Um, We've done sort of uh, resi projects um, and we're doing one at the moment, uh, Brill Place. Um, uh, We also do uh, private residential work, which has always been a really strong part of the practice. Okay. Um, So lovely houses um, for (laughs) people with a lot more money than me. It's quite depressing looking at the photographs, but um, those sort of things. And traditionally in the past, we did a lot of uh, restaurant work, which is we don't do quite so much of. But yeah. recently we did 
Seven Dials Market in um, Covent Garden for curb food. So that was a really lovely project. Um, not exactly a restaurant, but a food court. Really. Mm. So uh, th- those are the sort of main areas, you know, with odd, odd other little bits and pieces um, that Mike Stiff likes doing. You know, he's quite interested in art and art fairs and things like that. Fantastic. And so, I mean, today is actually World Earth Day. I mean, I've it been is. seeing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's quite interesting. So is that you said that refurbishment is one of the reasons why you've kind of is that one of the reasons why you've been kind of growing in the past year? Because I know there's this kind of huge shift or huge momentum to being greener, COP26 coming up and things like that. Are you finding that kind of influencing where you're going as a practice? I think so. Um, We have had an in-house green team for a couple of years and they had a sort of lowish profile. Um, Now uh, it's at the sort of forefront of everything that we do. Um, and obviously refurbishments are generally the greenest thing to do. But having said that, we've, we've just we got planning permission for a, a new build on Tottenham Court Road um, earlier this year. Um, and there was a lot of discussion, an endless discussion about whether it was better to keep the existing building or knock it down and build a new one. Mm. Um, and in that, that particular case, um, it would have been it's greener, bizarrely enough, to build a new one because the old building was so um poorly insulated it was sort of it had reached the end of its life so but obviously refurbishment especially you can do lots of interesting things to buildings yeah. without knocking them down and, re- and, and, and creating something uh new so um yeah it's it's a strong part of our business and it's something we're really committed to yeah fantastic so in terms of as we're transitioning out of lockdown in this kind of staged manner at the moment how are you finding it in terms of how you're kind of marketing your business and what you're doing um, well, <laughs> I don't really know what I'm doing half the time, to be honest. Um, it's, be, it's it's a really odd time. Um, I mean, when we went into lockdown last year, it was pretty clear that we had to um, sort of abandon certain things and refocus on others. Um, yeah. So it was sort of digi- di- digital, really. Um, everything sort of went online and... Um, we sort of carried on with a lot of things we did, like our quarterly newsletter, which goes out, you know, an email newsletter. Um, we focused heavily on Instagram and a lot of those things we're sort of carrying on with. And although I'm a great believer in, in face to face and sort of personal communication, if you can, um, it's not going to be easy because at the moment people are all over the place. Some yeah. people are in the office, some people are at home, some people are working, you know, out of their home perhaps in other places so it's going to be even harder to to reach people in in without doing it online so um we're sort of carrying on i think we're going to try and pick up things like our award entry program that went a bit sort of awry because loads of awards have been cancelled or, or moved the, at the know, same time they were all in october for some reason weren't they there's a sudden block of all of them and you were like what <laughs> i know well, you're getting all your award entries in they're all in the first half of the year and people will be saying you know chasing you thinking my god i can't remember which project this this is going in for which which award it's for which project is so um that's sort of cleared out a little bit um and actually having less makes it easier to focus on on what you're doing but then also we've had projects which probably should have finished but have dragged on a little bit longer so they you know things that i was aiming for awards this year probably aren't quite ready yet yeah Um, we've got photography and things like that so um so, yeah, and I think the other thing we really want to do is look at our website, which we've been planning to update. And that sort of went on hold, as a lot of things did, because we had no idea how things might pan out. Um, mm. uh, also, our we, we, we run a responsible business program in the office, and that entirely shifted to looking after 
the staff. So we didn't do a lot of um, outward facing activity or community work, you know, all our work experience, um, school kids coming in stopped. And it was primarily making sure that everybody in the office was fine and coping and able to work wherever they were. Um, So now it's sort of, we're kind of prizing people out and getting them coming back into the office on a rotor um, or in for meetings um, because we can't keep, we can't fit everyone in the studio at the same time. And some people are still a bit nervous. They're worried about public transport, things like that. So we're sort of, I feel like we're kind of creeping out of a dark cave into some very bright sunshine. I'm not quite sure what we're going to see yet or where the main focus will be. Um, But I want to keep doing all the things that we usually do um, uh, and then maybe look at doing different things. Yet, yet to be decided in my brain, yeah. So what kind of different things are you considering? What's on your kind of, what are you thinking about? Well, I, I would like to do, we've, we've done exhibitions in the past. Um, I would love to do something like that again, an exhibition about the practice. Uh, I'm not sure how interesting that is to everybody else, but we love it. It's a great way of looking back and taking stock of what you do. The work cycle is so intense and so busy that mm. people finish projects and they're on to the next one and the next one and you bear you rarely ever take a time to look back and appreciate all the amazing work that people are doing and I'm always saying this is fantastic look at this beautiful project look at the pictures um it's sort of a way of of, of uh taking stock and remembering the, the things yeah. you've done so, the yeah. essence of what's happened isn't it because you're right it's so easy just to move on to the next thing and just keep going let's keep going and it's like actually you've done something brilliant like take yeah, and, 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 you know just look back and, and, and really appreciate what we've done also it's quite interesting because you can sort of see maybe the direction that we're going which might be quite organic rather than a sort of you know strategic plan yeah. um you can think well actually yeah, we have moved into this area and i you know maybe that was unconscious i don't know how it happened but it's great we want to do that um so um and i i'm you know i think people will have a thirst for face-to-face meetings or activities um you know I just want to do some fun things I want to have some drinks parties <laughs> I want people to you know I, I want to have a few drinks and just sort of relax a bit I think it's been very pressured and intensive so I want to do things that are less um you know I don't want it all to be about you know new business I want it to be about having a nice time as well really yeah. um so um I'm really interested as well in doing more film and video uh it's great for the website. It's great for social media. Um, and I think it's a much better way of capturing the, the feeling of a project. We, we, we work with fantastic photographers who do brilliant pictures and, and make our projects often look lovely and sometimes nice that they are in real life. Um, but I think film is, is really possible? important. I think, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course it's not. Of course Thank it's you. not possible. Um, so that, that is, um, that's really important. Um, and we've got a couple of uh, lovely um, private residential projects that have completed um, in the last year. Yeah. And yeah. I love getting those in the sort of glossy L decorations and magazines like that. That's really satisfying for me. Um, <laughs> uh, I love seeing that. And it's fun to do as well, those sort of things. So um, I, I guess they're it. the kind of, yeah, yeah, the key areas. So do you think you're going to kind of adopt any new channels or any, I mean, has, has anything changed for you marketing wise in the past year? So you think actually we're going to move away from this and move forward to that, or is it more kind of getting back to where you were? I think, we, I think we want to get back to where we were because so many things sort of, well, um, things stopped, um, but not completely. You know, we, yeah. we were very active on Instagram. Our Instagram following is 
has grown. Um, but I'm always thinking, who's who's looking at it? Is it the sort of people who are going to approach us for business, or all most of our followers, you know, interested architects or architectural students? Um, I, one of the things is going to be making sure that we're in lots of different places. Um, I think one of the other things that's happened this year is that, as I mentioned before, reaching people is a little bit more difficult. There's yeah. so many uh, options to get to people that you have to sort of cherry pick which are the best places to go to. I mean, we, we have a Facebook page, but we sort of kind of don't really use that very much anymore because um, it mainly seemed to be my friends and family liking everything we were putting on there. So yeah. focus more yeah. on LinkedIn, um, Twitter and Instagram that's on our social channels. Um, and then obviously, as I mentioned before, I want to update the website. So it's a bit more... Uh, dynamic. It's quite static at the moment um, to make that more of a sort of, you know, that's our shop window, um, but also reflects, so it reflects a little bit of all the, there's so much activity going on. Um, I want to make sure that people can see that we're energetic and there's lots going on. In, I, think in, in the thing, isn't it? I think of practice websites now, it's like, how do you keep it fresh and live? I always talk about mm. because yeah. that's what you really want is that, it, you know, when you talk to, you know, one of your partners, for example, about a project and you see their eyes light up, you kind of want to capture that on your website, you know, and I think it's yeah. all too easy for, you know, you suddenly start talking to people and you're like, I don't know, your website looks really dull in comparison to actually, <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, I do know what you mean. Capturing, exactly. Yeah. Capturing the essence of that practice. And I think, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. hard to do, but when you get it right, you can you can definitely see, and you want that passion to come across on your site, isn't it? And that enthusiasm. Yeah, you re you really do. Yeah, um, and I think it's been quite easy to sort of park a lot of these things because uh, the focus has been on let's hold the business together, let's keep that going, and yeah. you know you know service the clients, get them what they want, get you know deadlines met, and things like that. So it's been hard to think outside of those. I'm hoping there'll be a little bit more space in everybody's lives in the office to think about you know, how we communicate ourselves and, and what we what we are and what we mean and what our brand is and, and what makes us different from, you know, the other very good uh, architectural practices that are based um, in, in, in London and the UK generally. So um, that's the thing. I think, you know, often when we pitch for work, you think, well, there's not a lot in it. It's mm. probably just about what we're like and what the client might be like and, and how we yeah. get on and whether our, you know, our chemistry uh, aligns together and yeah. things like that. So, uh, because mm. fees wise, it's generally as long as you're in the right ballpark, isn't it? Yeah, yes. Quite often, it's, it's going to be that. But yeah. you're right, it's that yeah. personality driven, it's that relationship. Yeah, well. exactly. Oh, and provided we haven't made a spelling mistake in our in a, in a presentation. <laughs> Some people are quite picky on that. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and in terms of, I guess, when you're tackling things like social media, what makes a story to you? What What things kind of do you like to share? Um, well, uh, the, this week we're doing a focus on our model shop. So um, we've been looking at uh, models of current work, future projects, and also looking back, um, our model makers created some lovely models of, of actually of older projects. So yeah. we've decided, yeah, we've been sharing those um, and sort of exploring how important this um, model making is in the kind of creative journey that you take your clients and your team on. I love models. Um, I love them because they're like little dolls' houses. They're like little worlds. And you can sort of imagine 
when you see that, I don't have a mind like an architect. I, I don't visualize things in the same way as they do. No. And w- but when I see a model and, you know, a little tiny door and a, I think, oh my goodness, I can imagine living in there and going in there, how your life would be. Um, so I think there's such magical creations. So um, that's what we've been looking at on there. Um, we're also, it's, it's hard on social media because some days I think, well, what are we going to do today? We haven't done anything for a while. What's our plan? Where are we going? Um, and other weeks, there's so much stuff coming in. I think, well, I need to make sense of this. Hang on, where are we going? Um, what are we doing? Um, d- during the first lockdown, we decided very quickly that we were going to trawl back through the archives, and it was a lovely thing to do. We posted um, projects back from sort of, you know, the end of the 1990s that had been done, yeah. when most people in our practice hadn't even been born, let alone started work. And <laughs> It was such a lovely, uh, lovely way of looking back at all the work you've done because you forget what you've done, you know, Gosh, 20 yeah. years yeah. ago, 30 years ago. Um, and that was great because we had a really clear strategy to follow at a time when things were very fluid and not clear. Um, now it's a mix mainly between what we're on site doing, um, what we've finished, um, interesting things that are happening in the practice. It's quite uh, probably chaotic it might be described as but uh, uh maybe it's a reflection of my mind but uh yeah so we do occasionally as well uh, focus on past projects where we can look back at them yeah the creative thinking how we led to a decision why the building looks like it does now this is how we started that always works quite well too so um yeah that's come of some of the ideas that we've explored on instagram Oh, i love the idea of the creative decision and, and how you got there because i think that's so easily lost we know when you move on to different oh. kind of milestones in a project, it's so easy to forget why you made a certain particular decision. And I think that's that's actually that journey and the reasons why is actually fascinating. That's one of the kind of key it, things. And it is. And I, I think really want to people, know. You do. People are making creative decisions every day. Um, the, the you know the design team, and they don't even realise what they're doing is 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 interesting. And and we want to shout about it. Well, that's lo- you know that's lovely. I've never seen that before. Why can we share that? Um, so when you're doing something all the time, uh, it's it's hard to, to miss the milestones. So yeah. uh, um, it's I feel like it's my job to try and pluck those out and make sure that I'm over what people are doing. But, you know, we've probably got about 40 jobs in the practice all at different stages. So uh, how do you, you find know. that information then, especially, I oh guess, my- when you've been in lockdown? No, because that's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. That actually is the hardest thing is um, people are, are getting better at, at, at sending things through and reminding me and, and sending images. And, you know, when people go to site, I say, if you see anything interesting, take take pictures, send them back to me. Let's see what's going on. Yeah. Um, but that really is the hardest thing. And often it's... Um, you know, you hear sort of several weeks later, something's happened and you think, oh, if only we'd caught that, only we'd remembered it. But um, it's been a sort of collective change of thinking. We all have to think in the same sort of way. Uh, One of the best ways of doing that is when you work closely with people to do an award entry and they have to, you know, there's certain information that you have to uh, provide and they have to help you find it. And actually that makes a huge difference because they realise Oh, if only we'd caught pictures at this stage, it would have yeah. illustrated the project yeah. so well. And you think, well, re- re- let's remember that for next time. Um, uh, and, and hopefully that's a that's one way of doing it. I think the other way is just going around and sort of nagging people on a regular basis <laughs> to, uh, you know, remind them. I want to, you know, updated pictures for the website, what we put on uh, social media. Um, is there any, you know, any, can we send out any kind of, you know, 
um, uh, stuff to the press, stuff like that. So, uh, um, you know, I have to remember as much as they do, uh, which is hard. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think, you know, uh, having to nag people. I just remember once that I remember walking down the corridor once and somebody literally hid behind a copier to hide from me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's what you think of me. <laughs> there you go. I've got power at last. Um, <laughs> and so I guess in the more kind of digital world, what tips would you give to someone who say starting out on social media and kind of looking to kind of get their practice known? Are there certain things you can make sure you do this? Well, it's interesting because, um, uh, I, I went, you know, many months ago, years ago, in fact, I went to, uh, um, a, like a seminar thing on uh, in a practice evolution and it looked at sort of tiny startups to large established practices mm. and it's so interesting because when you're small and starting out you have tremendous agility and flexibility and there's usually only a few of you you're very close-knit together you can make decisions really quickly um, and you can be I think a lot more daring in some ways in, in, in what you do um, even though you might not have many completed projects to show, um, there's a lot more scope for showing your ideas and, um, you know, research that you might be doing, things that you find interesting and stimulating. Um, it, it, there's an opportunity there to start out on social media when you begin your company. So you grow together Um in some ways, when uh, you're a uh, well-established practice, it, it takes much longer. It's like hauling around a tanker to change things. <laughs> um, you know, and that's understandable because you've got to drag a whole load of people with you. Um, yeah. change, change is difficult. Um, and, uh, and it's the buy-in as well, isn't it? That buy-in. Yeah, why are you suggesting this? <laughs> I know, I know. That's a ridiculous idea. Why, you know, uh, we'll, we'll never do that. Uh, the, well, the worst thing is usually is when you say, why don't we do this? And there's sort of silence. And then a few weeks later, why don't we do this, Rebecca? I thought, well, that's what I said three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think what it does is just sort of percolate in. Um, you know, when you're making, you know, daily the directors who leave the company are making so many decisions. Um, you know, they can't remember everything that they've agreed to or everything you've asked. So you just sort of have to think, let's let it sink in and then maybe it'll emerge later. But well, yeah, when you're young and agile and, and uh, you can be creative, you can be daring, you can take some risks, um, you don't have the sort of reputational baggage that you have to always be careful of. So I'm always, I mean, I think if anything, my problem is I'm so risk averse now um that's partly because i'm old and boring but also i think no you know, how, you know a wrong step can sort of set you back um or you know you have to be so careful you have to be so your judgment has to be really spot on all the time in everything that you do um uh and you, you don't want to lose that reputation by by, by not thinking carefully enough about what you're doing um yeah. but sometimes yeah. perhaps you know i think too carefully and i should just get out there and do it and take my own advice no but i, I think those are great tips those are really yeah really really smart but i think you're right the whole reputation thing and having to kind of i guess it's experience isn't it as well i always think you know once you've been burned on certain things and you, you well you are you end up just being a bit more I guess a bit more thorough before you do things and it's because you've seen what because you've seen what could happen and I think as well if you're if you know if you've led any comms teams and you've had to do with crisis management uh-oh then you're the one <laughs> who's had to you know sweep up help sweep up that mess so yeah so I think there is that kind of cautiousness when as you as you grow I guess but yeah when you're small you 
I guess it is. You are a lot freer, which is which is an amazing thing to kind of do, and and you can really try stuff out. I think so, and also if you it, you know the relationship with your clients is key in all of this because they if they're happy to sort of go on this journey with you and share things, um, you know, as you go along and are a little bit daring about, you know, showing ideas as they're developing, that's that's brilliant. Um, because often when you get, uh, you know, for some of the projects that we've got, um, you know, clients are really uh, um, cagey about putting stuff out. They don't want to share a lot of stuff till they're, they're ready to do it and they feel they've got their comms in place. So, um, I think that's one thing that I would always suggest to younger practices when they're starting out is, you know, speak to your clients about uh, about PR and marketing and about how you'd like them to be part of the story. Um, you know, it's very hard if you're doing beautiful work and you can't share it for, for, for you know, any number of reasons. Um, mm. uh, or, or you, the worst thing is, I think, which happened to Stephen Trevelyan in their in their younger days, is is doing work and then nobody realising it's yours and even somebody else oh, getting hurt. credit for it. That would hurt. You know, and seriously, that hurt. really hurts. You know, that has, yeah. uh, you know, that left a, 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 a big legacies in how you you take ownership of things that you do and. Uh, you know, often there can be a little tension between you and the client because it's their project, they're paying for it, but you've sort of created this idea. Yeah. And it's really important yeah. that you, you've got that aligned, that you know who's doing what and how you're working together. And, you know, you don't want to suddenly open a magazine or see something online about your project. <laughs> it's got no mention of you in it. So does that, the, the impact of that meant that you they were more kind of, open with what they wanted to achieve in terms of marketing communications i think so i think and and to, i i have a huge amount of freedom to to make decisions and how i write about the company and what i do um uh, i work very closely with mike stiff um one of the founders because he's very passionate about this sort of thing he's always been really keen on uh recording the work that they do they he's produced practice books over the years which have developed from sort of you know um small pamphlety type things do we still call pamphlets i don't know if that's still a thing anymore don't think we to, do. <laughs> no. what do we call them tell an old lady like, yes. is it leaflets <laughs> it's sort of yeah. yeah it's like a brochure a brochure Liars. Yeah. <laughs> i don't think anyone talks about pamphlets anymore except perhaps vicars anyway um so uh, yes, yeah, so sort of small brochures to producing an actual hardback book about the practice. So each year or sort of each decade, Mike was keen to sort of encapsulate what had worked, what work had been done in that previous um, 10 years and how it looked. And so we've done that on a fairly regular basis. In fact, we're probably due for another one fairly soon. Um, yeah. Uh, so uh, you, it's really important to have somebody on the leadership team who's really committed to this sort of um, stuff, who's, who's engaged with marketing and can really see the benefit of it, um, because they'll be your champions and they'll. It's it's so nice to work with somebody as well, because um, yeah. if you're in house, you know, there's only perhaps one or two of you. I mean, there's only me. It's different Trevelyan. Um, you, you need to have somebody to talk to and test yeah. ideas mm -hmm. and just. Sometimes it's even does that copy make sense? Is that does that have I got the essence of the project right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's collaborative. It's nice to work with somebody who's who's interested and as excited as you are when you get the you know a nice bit of coverage or you know you win a bit of business because of something that you've done. So um, that's yeah. I'm, I agree with you completely. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons I kind of have been on the committee for Build Up, for example, which is about you know networking for you know architecture marketing 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 people because. Like you say, you're often the only person in the practice. It's like, 
who do I talk to? You know, oh, I just yeah. saw a great advert. What do you think of this? Or, oh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Even just to have those marketing <laughs> conversations sometimes, it's just, it's really nice to do. And I, I yeah, and that's kind of, it's also one of the reasons I do this podcast as well, because I think it's the, it's the proper marketing conversations that we should be having and businesses should be having so yeah, exactly and also i you know you sort of i forget what marketing is that sounds ridiculous but you no, know you, you're sort of doing things um on a daily basis and i sort of had to take stock and thought well, what do i do i don't have no idea <laughs> do i do anything of use so uh, um and then you sort of look back and you think yes i am doing all these things and uh, uh they're all really important for the the, the business and the future of the business so um, that's the thing you have to sort of keep remembering um and especially again in the time we've been in this sort of crisis time that's really an important time to start making sure you've got everything ready or you're keeping going with stuff um if you've got the sort of energy and capacity to do that yeah um not not to sort of put a lot of stuff on hold um it's very tempting to do that um i think when you're just trying to keep you know survive i suppose for a lot of businesses that's been a, a very real issue um but there is that whole thing, isn't there, of continue your marketing even during downtimes because that will keep you going and, and you're more likely to come out stronger than everyone else. But it is it's a tough thing, though, when you're trying to balance the books as well as keep 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 everything else ticking over. But um, so fingers crossed for everyone, really. Yeah, um, exactly. So on to my final two questions. Are there any kind of particular companies that you admire in the way that they tackle their marketing and why? Did you have one? Um, Yes, I do. I I I really um, admire AHMM. They do. I, they, I was looking at their website just before um, our conversation today, and it's great. It feels really vibrant and lively, and you can feel there's so much going on there. Um, and the work that um, they did with Derwent for the white collar factory for me was like a sort of right. Well, that that's like marketing that you used to do in consumer products. You know, it yeah. was, they really did a fantastic job on marketing that building. Um, and it just shows you what you can do if you and your client are working together with a, a common aim and they want to do the same thing and they want to celebrate the design that you've done and use that as a, as a positive in your marketing. It's a really, really strong way of, um, of positioning your projects. Um, so I, I admire them. Um, and then there's sort of smaller practices um, who have been able to do interesting things with film. Mm-hmm. Now, I might have to clap my hands in a minute. I think the company is Witherford Watson Man. Is that does that sound the right? I've not heard of them. No, no. Um, I might have got that wrong. I, perhaps I need to check that. Okay, you check that, and then what we can do is we can kind of I'll, I'll put a link into it afterwards. Yeah, but what is it you they, like? Well, they, um, we, oh, I always look at the Archibu Awards, um, the Archibu Web Awards, um, yeah. and uh, they were they won a, set, a category a couple of years ago for the film that they did on. It was a project about social housing, and they did this beautiful, um, really sort of quite moving film of the people who were living, who were going to be living in the social housing, and it was it was really um, affecting because. It's very easy, I think, architects, when we, well, like when we do photography, we do pictures of these sort of beautiful, empty buildings. But actually... <laughs> it's about people. <laughs> it's about people. You know, and people are going to use them and live in them. You know, sometimes no. even now they go, oh, well, there's people sitting in there, Rebecca. I went, I know, isn't it lovely? But and empty build- shots of buildings. I'm like, just put people in them. You can't get any sense of style. It's just like, yeah. 
<laughs> I know. You know, I can't see all those little details that you're talking about. What I'm looking about is a lovely living space that someone's going to use and how they're interacting with it yep. and the benefit and then how it's going to change their lives. Um, so I think that that sort of thing is was quite, it seemed quite unusual at the time, but I think this sort of post-occupancy monitoring, which um, is a rather dry way of describing it, and that's sort of, you know, looking at performance and, uh, you know, s- how well uh, the systems are managing we've put in place but also how people are living in the building or using it and and what you can learn about that to inform future projects is so important um uh, I've gone completely off track yeah but actually but I think you're right I think post-occupancy performance probably needs a rebrand but Yes, what you're saying it's the most (laughs) it's the most important part because it's actually how your building's being used which yeah people should be more interested in but they're not necessarily because they're off to the next new shiny thing it's it's one of those things where you're like yeah we should be looking at that and and Mm. actually showing how buildings use is a lot more interesting if you say to a client look this is how they're actually using it yeah yeah this is why we made this decision because people are doing this in it um so it's it's a great way of informing uh, future work um and, and just the way you talk about your projects as well um you know, in, in, in English, I always think is a good idea that people can understand, um, you know, um, but it, that's, uh, you know, you have to be quite brave to, to just talk about things, uh, you know, that sound ordinary and or, or ordinary language, but you, you don't have to use, um, you know, flowery architectural speak. Um, it can be quite alienating, I find sometimes. So, uh, yeah. I, I, you know, uh, but it's, uh, you know, it takes a bit of bravery to step away from that, yeah. Yeah, it's tough to do. Okay, so on to my final question. Um, so what one tip would you give to a practice leader looking to make their mark in marketing or marketing um, their practice? Well, I think one of the things that we've done that I've really enjoyed and I, I think has actually ended up being a, a real bonus is, is um, implementing implementing our responsible business plan, which sounds, again, okay, really boring, but we, we, um, we've worked with Heart of the City, um, who are fantastic. They're a charity and they are immensely supportive to small and large businesses. Um, and working with someone to give a framework helped me. So we, we look at um, our staff, we look at the local environment, and we look at our impact on the sort of larger environment you know the world I guess yeah. um, sustainability yeah. um, and having those three clear areas has really helped me work on that side of our business and it's become increasingly important um, when you're winning new business and you're doing um, uh, you know uh, uh, um, trying to get on frameworks or, or filling in a PQQ documents that you are demonstrating that you are actually doing things to make you a business that's not just good at the work they do but actually add a little bit of benefit to the people who work for you where you where your business is situated and that you're not going to leave a great big dirty mess in the planet when you've done your work so um if you can try and implement that or try and get a little bit of that going it's it's enormously valuable and it's amazing how um motivating it is for your team to know that you care about them and that you you want to do things to make their working life as, as good as possible um you know obviously because architects work ridiculous hours um you know you want to try and make sure a they don't do that and b if they're going to do it you're going to make it as easy as possible for them to get home from work or buy them you know look after people it's really really important to look after your team so uh, i mean that's been even more so in the last year um because you know for some people it's been 
fine. Some people have been really difficult. Everyone's experiences have been very, very different. Um, so nurturing your staff is really important um, as well. Brilliant. Thanks so much for your time, Rebecca. And that's the end of the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Marketing in Times of Crisis. If you liked what you heard, please do leave us a review as it helps us to spread the word and for more people to get to hear about us. If you want to know more about things mentioned in the episode, do look at the show notes, which will give you more information about where to find us and also about our show website. In the meantime, I hope you enjoyed it and have a great day. Bye. Bye.